welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. All right, folks, we've made it through the fall, and now it's time for our fall recap. We'll give you the D3 Golf Guys top 10 for both the men and the women. We also have a special treat for you tonight, our interview with Emory University's men's head golf coach, John Schoberg. So hope you really enjoy that. Now, a quick note about our friends from Rapsodo. Our friends at Rapsodo continue to step up for us. And right now, you can get a brand new Rapsodo mobile launch monitor for $75 off the retail price by using the code D3GOLFGUYS. I can't tell you what a great deal that is. That's more than 10% off the cost of this. It's going to help you with your club gapping. It's going to help you with your getting all those critical numbers that you need. You can use it with your iPhone. You can use it indoors, outdoors. It's the size of a rangefinder. It goes wherever you need it to go. Also, our friends from Rapsodo are going to be offering a special $150 off for their Black Friday Cyber Week from November 24th through December 1st. So if you need to order it now, use the code D3GOLFGUYS to get that $75 off. If you want to wait, make sure you let them know that D3GOLFGUYS sent you there for $150 off for Black Friday. There'll be a link that you can use to get to the Rapsodo site. Uh, in our in the comments of the podcast. So get out there, get your wraps out today, and start improving your game immediately. All right, let's jump into the fall recap, and let's start with our top 10 for the ladies. Here's kind of how we did it from a D3 Golf Guys perspective. What we did is we took the coaches poll, and we leveraged the coaches poll probably 60 to 70% in golf stat with the other 30 to 40%. Unfortunately for us, Golfstat still has a little noise in it, and it's based off of average round scoring and things like that, which are all really important. But realistically, we want to try to put together a top 10 that's representative of who do we think is going to be at Nationals is going to end up in the top 10. Now, we know that won't be the the case for that, but this is what we're going to do to kind of help tell you where we think things stack up as the fall and entering into the spring. Okay, so for the ladies... For D3 Golf Guys rankings, number 10, we have Mary Harden Baylor. Now, if you look in the rankings, Mary Harden Baylor is down a little bit. They're 15th in the coaches poll and a little bit further down in golf stat. But there's always a little boost for a host team. And honestly, the teams between 11 and 17 and 18 are all really close. We kind of want to give that advantage to the host team for this year. Uh, that'll be a really, really key thing. But a lot of people could have filled that 10 spot. Mary Harden Baylor is at 10 for us. At number nine, we have Washington and Lee. Washington and Lee came on well towards the end of the fall. We like kind of where they're heading. They're in the ODAC. There's a chance that they can really kind of get that conference championship and move through into nationals and be ready to go. Good news is we'll have no problem seeing exactly where they are, but Washington Lee at number nine. And number eight, we have the Redlands. University of the Redlands out in California. They've seemed to have performed the best of all the West Coast of California teams. Um, we think that that spot right there is probably where they are. Now, I, I think there's probably a, one of the California schools is in here. I don't know that we know enough about them yet to kind of get it all washed out, but we certainly will by the spring. So Redlands at number eight. Number seven, we have Amherst. Uh, Amherst has proven themselves up in the Northeast, no doubt. It's basically between them and Williams, right? Well, Amherst we have right here at seven. We believe they'll be at Nationals, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. 
Amherst at seven. Subsequently, at number six, we have Williams College. Now, Williams is the top of the golf stat rankings. They have more wins. They haven't been to some of the bigger tournaments, so that's fine. And we're going to actually have their coach on here in, later on in, over the break. And uh, he's done a fabulous job with that program. And he's been involved in a whole bunch of other stuff that we'll talk more about when we have him on. We think Williams is probably number six in the country right now, and that is not nothing to be sad about because, honestly, the top five are – Really, really good, and I don't know that picking an order is probably futile, but we're going to do it anyway. But Williams at six. Okay, number five team in the country as we end the fall for us is the Center College Colonels. Now, we actually have just had an interview with Riley Suter, who is the number one player on center. She's probably one of the favorites, one of the top five individuals for women's nationals next year for this year in the spring. The problem is the center's just got some freshmen. They're really good, but we have them at five. I think the other teams have a little bit more to them, but it wouldn't surprise us if center were able to win nationals. So anybody in this top five, if they win nationals, we'll feel really good about we had a really great champion. So center college, number five. Number four team in the country, according to D3 Golf Guys, is from George Fox University. Mackenzie Toole, she's got an additional friend out there now who's playing some really excellent golf. Great program. Regularly in there, we have George Fox at number four. They've proven time and time again. Their scores are awesome. It's just a matter of getting them to nationals, which they will make easy, and then look out, here they come. George Fox at four. All right, number three, we have Emory. Now, Emory wasn't as highly ranked in some of the other polls, but they had such a good fall that we feel like we have to kind of have them there. Um, They don't have as much experience as some of the other groups, and that's probably why they're still third for us. But Emory has shown that they're ready to play and that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with at Nationals. So, again, any of these top five, I I could... We could switch the order around and I could make a case for it. We have Emory at three. Number two in our women's top 10 is Methodist. Now, Methodist is always up here and they continue to to deliver and shine. But we've seen a little bit of vulnerability out of Methodist in the fall. Now, I firmly believe come the spring, they'll be right back to where they need to be. But they've gotten beat a few times. And that's where we just kind of want to see that. But they're right there at number two. Jillian Drinkard and the and the gang up there, they're rock solid. They're going to be just fine. Methodist at two. And the number one team is Carnegie Mellon University. The ladies from Carnegie Mellon, I think, continue to kind of have the depth and the talent that we would expect to see. Now, again, Emory, Methodist, George Fox Center, any of them could beat anybody on any day. But Carnegie Mellon is number one in the coaches' poll. They had the most number of votes. They're high up in golf stat. We just think that they have the pedigree. They've been there before. They performed really well in the fall. I just think Carnegie Mellon right now is who I would put at the top of the ladies' order if I had to pick today, and I am. So that is your top 10 in the women's side of number one, Carnegie Mellon, number two, Methodist, number three, Emory, number four, George Fox, number five, Center, number six, Williams, number seven, Amherst, Number eight, Redlands. Number nine, Washington and Lee. And number 10, Mary Harden Baylor. Again, all fabulously great programs, playing really well. There's plenty of vet, 
people that should be inside that top 10. And hey, if you want to lobby for us to think about who should be in that top 10, if you're not in there, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram. Love to have some debate and conversation about it. All right. Now, top 10 on the men's side. This one it was a, a little bit harder because, you know, the women's are sort of packed in together. That top six or seven are really tight. The men stretch out a little bit. So at number 10 for the D3 Golf Guys rankings, we have Willamette out from the from the West. We saw them. They performed very well in the preview. You know, again, the same thing with the with, on the men's side. There's a lot of arguments who could be in number 10 for anybody that's in that top 10, 12, 14, 17 in there. We really think that their performance at the preview and pl- what they've done out West, they're probably that best West Coast team that's not in California. So they're at number 10, Willamette. Number nine for us, mostly based on fall results, was Greensboro College. Greensboro won the first tournament at Transy. They performed exceptionally well. They finished in the top five of all the really big tournaments for the most part. Um, they had a great fall. We really like where Greensboro is. And, I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they play and position themselves in the spring as they kind of continue to get into uh, the, the spring and then we get to conference. That's really where everything's going to come together for the men's side of things. So Greensboro at number nine. All right, number eight in the country, we have Babson. Now, Babson has done a great job this fall, and they have done nothing but win and shoot great scores. However, they just didn't play in some of the other big events where we could see them up against some of the other people. Now, would it surprise me that Babson ends up in the top five at the end of the year? No, they're performing that well. But at this point, kind of need you to see you at some of these big events in order to kind of assess what's going on. Um, you know, they came down to Royal Lakes, but again, Oglethorpe and Suwannee were the only two teams that were highly ranked there and they did win and they win handedly, but you know, I want to see you against Methodist and Illinois Wesleyan and Huntington and Emory and some of the other big teams out there, but well positioned going into the spring and they're going to have their own, they're going to have their destiny in their own hands. So Babson at number eight. All right. Number seven, we have Carnegie Mellon, um, Good good fall for Carnegie Mellon. You know, they had a, a little bit of up and down from here and there, but they've got the talent that we know there. They lost a bunch of talent off of last year's squad. Um, but I think they've kind of rounded a shape late in the fall. Our guy, Will Noth, continuing to, to come on late. I think he's number two ranked in golf stat right now. So they're there. I just worry about depth and sometimes a fourth, fifth score for them as we look kind of at the top 10. But Excellent job in the fall. Carnegie Mellon at seven. Number six, we have Wittenberg. Our coach, our friend Coach Laszlo has got the Wittenberg guys performing, and they have played exceptionally well, and they've been really good. The problem is they keep finishing fourth, fifth, sixth, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. That's great at the big tournaments, and that's the reason why they're here in this ranking because I can't put them over Emory. They haven't beaten Emory. Um so, but hey, look, top six in the country, you're you're got one of the you're got a great chance to win national championship. And that's what everybody ever only ever asked for. So that's where we have them, Wittenberg at six. Number five, we have Claremont Mud Scripps from California School. Now they're highly ranked in both the coaches poll and in golf stat. Again, I really want to see them 
play in some other events that are not just California schools, but their scores are pretty good. I'm going to put them five here, but we'll put a pin on them and kind of see as we get into spring, you know, where, where that comes from. But traditionally, the California schools do produce a pretty good team that shows up at nationals and competes fairly well. Um, you know, this year being in admission in down, in, down in Orlando, that'll be interesting. Cause if, if you remember, you know, 2012 and in 2010, California schools have performed pretty well when they come east. So Claremont Mud Scripts at number five. All right. Number four for the D3 Golf Guys rankings is Illinois Wesleyan. Look, Ethan Wilkins and Johnny Morton are rock solid duo for Illinois Wesleyan. They've got more guys coming. They've been playing exceptionally well. You know, we haven't seen them take on everybody and, and, and slay everybody at the big tournaments, but they haven't necessarily gone, gone away. And the one tournament where they started off poorly, they came roaring back to back, get back inside that top area. They're still really, really good. Uh, we have them at number four. All right. And number three, we have Huntington. Now, Huntington did not have an exceptionally great fall, but you saw how well they raced back up the leaderboard at the, at the golf week tournament at the end of the fall. They've got five solid guys. I, I just think that Huntington is still right there. Um, now, it'll be interesting. Can, can Huntington kind of get their act together just a little bit going into the spring so they can kind of come out and dominate? Because, you know, the, the conference is going to be big for them, you know, as we get into that USA South where there's a lot of really good powerhouse programs. Can they get in there and do what Piedmont did last year and beat Methodist in conference to kind of put put themselves a notch above them. They haven't so far in the fall. We'll keep an eye on that in the spring. Huntington at number three. All right, number two, Methodist. Methodist is still really, really good. You know, they continue to to play exceptionally well. Cooper Raybreck is having an absolutely killer fall. Uh, he just outstanding play, winning at Laurel Valley, doing continuing to perform. Number two, really, really good. They're going to be right there. You know, it's it really isn't anything other than they're continuing to be really, really good. Methodist number two. Unfortunately for Methodist, number one is Emory University. And Emory got them a whole bunch. The only time Emory didn't get them was at the preview. And basically because Methodist ran away and hid the very first day with their 277. And then Emory did everything else better the rest of the way. They Emory, Emory just couldn't catch all the way up. But since then, Emory won everything else they looked at this year. Just outstanding play. So, again, for the men, top 10 in the D3 Golf Guys rankings, Emory 1, Methodist 2, Huntington 3, Illinois Wesleyan 4, Claremont Mudscripts 5, Wittenberg 6, Carnegie Mellon 7, Babson 8, Greensboro, 9. Willamette, 10. All right. So, I mean, great fall season. Absolutely loving it. Now, I want to kick it over to our interview with our number one team in the country in golf stat rankings, uh, coaches poll, and in the D3 golf guys, Emory's men's head golf coach, John Schobert. All right. Joining me today is the head coach of the number one team in the country. From Emory University, John Schober. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. Well, you know, a, a D three guy through and through. You know, we got we got to have you on. What a great, outstanding fall you and the team have had. So I said, who better to start my interviews for the you know kind of the 
in between season than the number one team in the country. How does that make you feel? Yeah, it feels good. Uh, obviously, we played really well. Uh, had, a, had a good run there this fall. Five five events, four A-team events, and the B-team played really well to finish the fall. So it was um, it was good. It was a lot of fun, and now we're taking some time and relaxing and hopefully be ready to go again in March. That's great. That's great. Now, uh, now, if I remember correctly, you played at Methodist back in the early 2000s, correct? I, I did, yeah. I played for Steve there for – uh, for a few years and had a great time and then uh, uh, got going in the real world. That's good. Uh, but so coach Conley hasn't pulled you aside and said, wait, 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 wait a second here. You can't allowed to come out and beat me all the fall here. Have, has he? he? He's been great. He's been, re- he's uh, a big reason I'm where I am today, both uh, helping me get the job when I started and then bouncing, bouncing a lot of ideas off of him over the years. So yeah. um I, I think he mostly cheers for us, except probably when we're paired together. And and certainly the same goes the other way uh, on my end. So, um, no, it's, it's been really good. And, and uh, I appreciate everything he's done for me well, over the last great. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Coach Collins has done a lot of things for a lot of guys in the game of golf. That's for sure. No and doubt. then you also were an assistant for a few years with one of my favorite coaches, Coach Phillips, right? Yeah, Mike. Mike was unbelievable. So, so Steve called. Steve Conley called me. I was at Duke working as a golf pro, and called me and said, "Hey, this, you know, Emery's looking as an assistant, and, and Mike Phillips is great, and I think you should go down there." And so, down we came. And a couple of weeks later, moved to Atlanta, and and I got to work with Mike for three years uh, before he retired. And um, unbelievable human. Uh, Emery through and through 30, 30 some odd years at the school, did a little bit of everything, did some basketball, did some golf, ran some facilities, taught classes, you know, just a classic uh, D3 guy. Uh, and and was was really great to me for for those three years and has been since he's still around and still still involved in texting me after every every round. And it's it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget my freshman year standing on a tee box with Coach Phillips and he had a, uh, a freshman himself, uh, Mike DiLeonardo at the time, who was yeah. also sort of kind of a basketball player, but yeah. really wasn't. And so we were staring at each other and he comes up. And for those of you that don't know, Coach Phillips is not a very large person. He was kind of a little short, stocky guy. Yeah. And he's standing, the, yeah, yeah, he's standing on the tee with us going, wow, we're playing the wrong sport here, fellas. What do we got? We got to like, get out of court. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh yeah, several of us who, who were around back in those days really loved Coach Phillips. So that I just I saw that in your in your bio online, and I had to mention something about yeah, that. Yeah, so. absolutely. He's he's the best. So let's talk a little bit about your fall, which I, I had to say I saw one of them up close and personal in, in Mission Inn, which I thought was outstanding. And somehow that's the only tournament you didn't win. Yeah, they uh, they clipped us. That was the only team to beat us this fall. So they they played unbelievable that first round. We tried to tried to give them a run the last two days and couldn't catch them. But uh, after that, we were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, I when watching at the NCAA preview and, and Methodist just got out to such a big lead on day one. But I, I but and I know I was walking with your guys' group for for part of the day, and boy, just the guys played great. And then you guys go up to Wabash and win that tournament. Then you go to Laurel Valley and win that tournament, which is, I mean, first of all, what an incredible tournament they put on, but then to go and win it. I mean, awesome. Then you go to golf week at Destin and you go to the Sandestin resort and win there and shoot lights out. I mean, just outstanding play there. 
And then I just saw the B team goes up to Rome and Chick-fil-A and ends up winning and beating Babson up there, which, I mean, just, I mean, just talk about sort of, you know, the, the ride that's kind of been on and it hasn't been the same five guys. There's been some movement in the team. It looked like, but talk a little bit about, talk us through that. Yeah. We've, we played seven, seven guys. We've got three seniors that have been, um, strong contributors for the last two or three years, four years for a couple of them. And, and they've really carried us just from the beginning coming in and um, we knew they were going to be solid. And I thought we were pretty deep uh, just starting the fall and qualifying and the scores we were shooting just kind of like one through eight, one through nine, one through 10. I thought, you know, we had some good depth there and which is great because that, that brings every week. That means every weekend means something, right. Uh, even when we're at home uh, you got to play and you got to get better and, and, you know, if you shoot 78 or, or 77, 78, 79, you're going to get lapped. And, and so that, that is, that has probably been the biggest thing for us is just the day in and day out competition that we've had, um, has been great for us. And, and just the expectations that you're going to have to keep it around par, uh, to, uh, to help us has, has done, done wonders for us this fall. And hopefully we can keep it going this spring. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's talk a little bit about those seniors. So I, I know uh, well, everybody on my, my podcast knows about Max. I mean, Max has been up there for, I think, every year he's been here. But, uh, you know, Davis and Logan and, and Nick, I mean, just kind of talk to me about those seniors that have been such a backbone of your golf team for a while. Yeah, Max. Uh, well, Logan came in, was the National Freshman of the Year four years ago. So he had an unbelievable uh, interesting fact on Logan, he went the entire fall of his freshman year, didn't make a double bogey for, for four events, 12 rounds of golf, which is crazy. Um, and had a great freshman year, been really good for us for four years. Uh, Max didn't play much his first year and then really came on, um, was one of the probably five best players in the country when, when COVID stopped us a couple of years ago. And then, uh, picked right up last spring when we, when we got the, the quick restart there, we went kind of from zero to 60 in about three weeks. And in, in February, we went from not, not sure if we were going to play to, to go into Pinehurst that first week in March. And, and he came right out of the gate and won or, or tied for a medalist there at Pinehurst at, at Forest Creek last, last spring and really hasn't looked back. Um, and then Davis was big for us last spring, really steady. He's, he's just a solid, steady player just day in and day out, uh, solid, steady person. Like you just know what you're going to get from Davis on, on a day to day. So, um, he was, he was big for us last spring and, and it really built him some confidence, I think, to where he, where he believes that he's, he's pretty good now, which is a, which is obviously a big deal when it, when it really yeah. comes down to it. And, and that's transferred this fall. That's awesome. So, and I know I saw Jackson played outstanding one of the juniors at the, at the Rome tournament. I mean, it looks like yeah, Tony Lee's played a little bit here and there, you know, just, I, I don't know. I t- tell me kind of like where, where things are now and kind of where we're looking towards to go in the spring. Yeah. So those, those four guys that have played Rosenblum played the first three events played really well, had a top 10 in Indiana, uh, was solid in, in Florida, solid at Laurel. Uh, Josh Chen also played those first three events had a, had a couple top twenties, um, and, and was really good. And then, and then we put in Jackson and, and, uh, Tony there for the last event and they were, they were great. Tony was leading the golf tournament through 35 holes at a little snafu there on the last <laughs> hole on at, uh, at Sandestin, but bounced back and shot even par or uh, 70, I believe the next day. So, yeah. um, 
really good for him. And then, and then Jackson, you know, through 14 holes was kind of, um, uh, kind of stalled out in neutral there in the wind the first day in Destin. And then, um, I think he was four under his last four holes and, and really hadn't looked back for, for the last two weeks, shot 60, yeah. 64, yeah. 67, 65, 70, I think in his last four rounds of the fall. So, uh, he, he's obviously been, been really good and, and a, a nice shot in the arm there to finish, finish the season. Yeah. I'd say that's, uh, I'd say that's getting it done. <laughs> those yeah. are, those are outstanding scores. Well, coach, I, I know also that you're on the NCAA national selection committee, correct? Yes, Anything sir. from that perspective that we can, we should be looking for the audience, what should be knowing about? No, it's from, we're just kind of, uh, wading through all that stuff right now. Everything looks pretty par for the course, uh, from the NCAA, as far as the ter- how the tournament's going to be run, the field size, everything should be back to, uh, to a normal field of 43 teams. Um, we're just confirming the breakdown of the pools here. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we should have that information out, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming everything stays as, as it's supposed to over the next six months, we should be good to go in May down at mission Inn with a full field and, Man. and a pretty normal looking golf tournament. That's super exciting to hear, uh, from, from those of us who were, uh, having to explain a lot last year to some people like, Oh, God. I'm like, Hey, look, if, if this, yeah, this it was, it uh... was, it was, it was fly by the seat of our pants last spring. That's for sure. Trying to figure out who was playing, what conferences were playing, who had AQs, yeah. um, yeah, it was, uh, that was my first year on the national committee. It was baptism oh, by fire oh, for sorry. me trying to figure it out too. So, uh, no. it was good. Yeah, that, that, that could, uh, yeah. Cause that's, that's one of those, that's one of those, uh, tasks that you get, which is a big honor, but they don't really tell you just how much work it is. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. That's but, for sure. Uh, but that's great. Well, we're happy to have you on that committee for the, for the next few years. Um, okay, coach. So I let every coach come on to do this, but you know, give me your pitch to, you know, recruits that you are you know, talking to or that don't know about it. Tell us, you know, why we should come to Emory and why we should come play golf at Emory. Oh man, that's a, that's a great one. Um, great academics, great city, uh, great athletics across the board. We're pretty good in everything we try to do. We, we try to be, make an emphasis of, of competing for national championships in our department. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the last thing would be come see us. Cause I think once you get on campus, it's, it's, uh, it's an easier sell. We, they, they do a great job of, of, of making it look good. And, and uh, uh, we have a great product to offer, especially once you're there down in Atlanta. So yeah. uh, we like it. And hopefully if you come see it, you will too. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, second that. I've been spent a lot of time on the Emory's campus. Um and uh, it's it's very good. It's it's one of those places too that if you're a if you're an aspiring medical professional, um, it's a hard place to turn down because the yeah. the CDC is right there. They got a lot of a lot of stuff. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, the medical school and the business school are kind of our two sexy majors, right? They get the, get the most pubs, so those are certainly what attract a, a lot of kids to to our part of the world for sure. Yeah. Um, so coach, as we head into the spring, sort of, you know, I, I think I saw that you guys are going to go up for the one at French Lick. We are. Yes. And, and then, uh, and then you'll have, have you a Jekyll again, I believe. Correct. And then UAA, yeah, we'll 
Where's the UAA this year? We'll start. So we'll start in Savannah there that first week in March. Okay. And then we go, we go to the UAA. We just have four, four men's golf programs in the UAA. So we play a, a cool little match play tournament down at hammock beach, which is in Palm coast, uh, okay. South sure. of Jacksonville, just a little bit. Great golf course, great spot. Uh, a lot of fun to play match play. I think the guys really enjoy that. We have four men's programs, four women's programs all down there for the weekend. So uh, that would be a blast and good competition. I, I know Rochester and NYU are are much better than they, they have been the last few years. And obviously Carnegie is is one of the better teams in the country. So uh, it, that'll be that'll be fun. And then off to Jekyll, which is uh, – a great event. And then the new one in, in French Lake, which I've heard great things about. Haven't been there yet. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. You're going to love it. Yeah. It's and a then, cool, cool resort. Great golf course. You guys are going to love that. Um, as long as we get some decent weather, you'll be, yeah. you guys will like that a lot. Yeah. Really looking forward to that. And then we're going to host at uh, Cherokee run, which is out in Conyers, a little bit east oh, sure. of town yeah. where they had some, uh, some of the Olympic stuff going on out there with the horses and it's a cool property and a yeah. uh, good little golf course. So we're excited to, to host out there at the man, it at sounds the like a great April. spring. And then yeah. I'm sure we're also going to be seeing you at Mission Inn. I'm pretty confident of that after this fall performance. Um, so, but uh, you know, we're going to try to get down to Mission Inn and come see you guys and watch you play. And uh, it's just been awesome. I, I have to tell you, Coach, one of my favorites was just watching Max go around the golf course. You know, and, and I got a good up look, close look at Max, and he's one of the guys who I've just followed for the last couple of years and one of the guys when the COVID hit I was like oh no that's a killer yeah. um, but just super happy with him and, and he's got one of the guys I point out to people go see this guy right here you know five foot six like 125 yeah. pounds soaking wet yeah. watch him hit the golf ball and he's just he's just a, a tiger once he gets out there so yeah um, yeah no certainly his he's he's been really impressive just every day he just he doesn't knock on wood he doesn't shoot bad scores right he just he figures out a way to shoot a score that's going to help us day in and day out and that's just certainly his biggest strength and uh not to not to undermine his his abilities he he strikes it really well and puts it really well obviously you have to just shoot those scores he like you said he doesn't necessarily look the part at at five six five seven hundred and we'll call him 140 that might be pushing it but uh, <laughs> okay uh, I'm just going, I'm just going by what's on the website, yeah, you know, I'm yeah, programmed yeah, yeah. height and weight, you know? Yeah. Coach, that's so. that, that was as a freshman, he, he claims he's gained a few pounds since his, I'm since sure, he got on I'm campus. Sure, so. you know, I'm sure um, at, at certain age, some people will start to gain yeah, a little weight. I know I am, yeah, yeah, but, no uh, but no, I just think the leadership there and, and, and just watching your team play um, just kudos to you. Cause they're, they're doing things the right way. They're good guys. They're, they're pleasant to be around. So um you know just very impressed and and good luck to you guys in the spring i appreciate it thanks for everything you're doing we we appreciate the 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 shout out and the and the podcast and everything you've done for us it's been great for the d3 golf yeah world. now speaking of d3 i got one more topic i want to talk yeah, about absolutely let's talk about corn fairy finals yes we've got an emory eagle in yes. the corn fairy finals talk to me about, talk, talk to us about matt uh, yeah, unbelievable little uh, whatever. It's been five weeks since since pre Q started. Uh, uh, you know, for those of you that aren't, aren't haven't followed as closely as I have, probably he went from he made a double bogey on the fifty third hole. I think pre Q is just three rounds, and he went. No, it's got to be so. On the seventy first hole, he made a double bogey. He went from inside the number one inside to one outside. And then sat around for about an hour and waited for everybody to finish. And obviously, there's a lot of pressure. At, going on there and a few guys 
uh, messed up the last couple of holes and he snuck in on the number. And then, uh, you know, a month later he's in, he's in the finals and obviously played some great golf, shot 65 in the final round of stage one out in Utah, uh, in Nevada to get through and then shot 67 in the final round down in Alabama last week to get through. And, um, he's super excited. He's been around campus between, uh, in Atlanta, between, uh, between each stage. So I've seen him and, and uh, he's been working out and practicing with us, and, and it's been awesome to see him. That's and, great. Yeah, so he's got some corn fairy status, and then depending on how he plays this week, he gets he gets to upgrade it going forward. So hopefully uh, he can take advantage of that, and then wherever he does get to start his year, make a couple cuts in a row and get in the reshuffle and kind of do what you need to do to have a have a season out there. But it's it's been awesome to follow him the last month. And Yeah, now and remind, kudos- remind my audience, Matt, kind of Matt's name and – yeah. Else we can all follow. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Matt Organisac was a, a four-time All-American for us. Uh, our best player when we got cut short here 18 months ago or whatever it's been now for COVID, and and uh, decided he was going to give it a go and 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 played some some of the mini tour stuff the last year down in Florida, and then he's from Massachusetts, so played in a bunch of stuff up there last over the past summer and some Monday qualifiers and this and that and. And then got in the on the Q school train here the last five weeks and has has had it going pretty good. And like I said, hopefully we can keep it going this week. And man. Uh, well, if you talk to him, let him know we're all rooting for him. I will. And, uh, and and if you do go down and he does end up uh playing really well, which we're all hoping for this week, uh let him know I'm gonna be requesting media credentials. So absolutely there's gonna be somebody from media showing up at some corn fairy event specifically to follow him and tan which are two d3 guys yeah. in there right now yeah yeah tane's still there too yeah tane playing in the last group of a pga tour event this this past summer was pretty awesome as well so yeah so uh, the first of many hopefully the first of yeah. many d3 guys out there on tour so yeah it just it just shows these guys right like golf is the sport where the ball doesn't really care where you played or how big you are or, or uh what your resume says it just wants to know how many it adds up to today so right. um you know, that's the cool part about it. Well, and that's one of the things that I kind of talk to a lot of people, I, you know, it, it's look, it, it, would you rather go to a place where you get to play for four, four years, you got to, you're playing in national championship tournaments, or did you get a scholarship and you were the sixth guy that you never really did anything? And, B- and I think, yeah. And I, I look and go, go someplace where you can play and where you're going to get a good education. Cause it's hard enough to get into into the pros there's a hundred people that play division one every year that never even sniff it so you know i I think that's just one of those things well well again if you when you talk to matt i'm sure you will tell him good luck and uh, we'll all be following and rooting along but uh, coach thanks for coming on and uh, we really appreciate it absolutely anytime let's do it again soon all right thanks thanks mike see